1: Welcome everybody to Wednesday Wargames, episode number 47. Joining me is a man who was once described by Shotino, Shotaro Ashino as this guy. None other than Liam Jones. Liam, how are you doing? They
2: call me the king.
1: No, sorry, you're this guy. Ashino said you're this guy.
2: Yeah, but he, I, it's because I gave him a crown and a money bag. There you go. That's good times. How was your week?
1: Uh, I did very little. Oh. I live in a very uneventful life. Did you watch the PlayStation thing, Liam? We said we'd talk about PlayStation. I did
2: watch the PlayStation thing. It was good.
1: They baited you with fake Devil May Cry
2: announcements. Yeah, but that's all it takes. Just let me know it exists still. What, just a special edition? So many years of not knowing that it exists. Yeah, I'm going to buy it. I'll play as Virgil.
1: Is that literally all the difference? There's just another playable character?
2: hmm Is there not even, like, new story? But to be fair, that's, like, 25% of the game there is. <laughs> is there being another character.
1: But you'd want to play through new stuff as the new character, not the same stuff.
2: No, you, you play uh, bloody pal. I think they're gonna ish- they're gonna have a like an arena thing where you'll fight people one on one soon. That seems like that's coming.
1: Oh, like like uh, PVP.
2: Yeah. Ooh. It seems like that's the thing that's coming. It was kind of leaked for a little bit. Like uh, there was a weird Steam leak a while back where they sh- showed that it was now multiplayer, and people were like, hmm. But there hasn't been anything after that, so I think I think that's what is going to be though.
1: It's just funny because players are upset that the special edition isn't currently coming to Steam.
2: Mm. Well, I think it will though. It's going to end up there. Yeah, it always does. Oh, the very like there'll be some Virgil DLC thing that you can buy even if you can't get the special edition. In quotation marks.
1: Everyone wants to play as Virgil, Liam. He's obviously the best Devil May Cry character.
2: He is. I'm not going to argue that.
1: In my experience of playing three of the games in which he has been in one? Two. Two.
2: He's in one, but he's in a different form. That doesn't count. Yeah, it's still him.
1: I'm not taking retcons.
2: It's not a not a retcon. They, they, they say it in the game. Lies. Yeah, he's the... the um What do you call it? The Angelos that you fight three times. Lies. He has all the same moves as Virgil. Retcons. Mm, what is your favorite what's your top two playstation sony announcements
1: well I did a video on a top five which you can check out at youtube.com.garrickkidney if you'd like to see all five of my top announcements
2: yeah that that, that was purposeful that was what I was doing there
1: There you go setting up the plug uh Miles Morales actually coming out soon that's cool it's a launch game. It's weird that, like, mm-hmm. they didn't say that Miles Morales and Demon's Souls were launch games, even though they are. Why didn't you say that on your press conference thing? You're stupid.
2: Ran out of time. Uh, <laughs> they had uh, to follow pay-per-view guidelines.
1: Of course, yes. So, uh, it's like 48 minutes or whatever it was, and we have to get out. We can't go longer. They can't go
2: 50. Uh, and Final
1: Fantasy 16. Too much. Of course Final Fantasy 16. Come
2: on. Yeah, that game looks good. Devil May Fantasy. More like Final Fantasy cries. Cry. <laughs> Isn't that every Final Fantasy? <laughs> they do usually make me cry. I'd be willing to bet $50 that in every Final Fantasy game someone cries.
1: Ooh, um, probably. Especially in the more recent ones where it's, like, more tropey and, like, obviously somebody's gonna cry. Maybe and not like, the anime. early games. I don't think they're, they're, they're expressive enough in the early games, so...
2: But yeah, but then it'd be just like asterisks cry asterisks.
1: Some text being like, this character is crying.
2: <laughs> like Twitter roleplay crying. <laughs> Cries. Hashtag cry. Which just makes things bold if you try and do that. I don't like that.
1: Yeah, Slack does it and other places do it. It's like, no, I want to use my text stuff for emphasis. Facebook does it now. Bold.
2: Facebook sucks. It's, it's, it's a good true. thing I never use it. It's true. Except for work. It's the worst thing. Oh, here we go, bragging that he has a job in this climate. This guy. Oh, no, I'm this guy. You're
1: this guy, I need a nickname. I'm that Uh, guy.
2: No, it's... it's... Apparently Ashino has been booked like shit in all Japan. Oh,
1: good. Has he signed? Or is he
2: just still freelance? I think he's a freelance dude, but, like, you're gonna love this, Garrett. Apparently, they're doing run-ins for his matches. (laughs) For God's sake. Why? Why? Is, I hate wrestling. I did. Like, I they do. They started so well with him, where it was just, he beat everyone on the roster, and then he lost to Suwama in a great match, and then it was like, Because, like, the, the run-in interference thing
1: is a match format that works if you do it rarely. It's like, yeah.
2: cool. I like it in a big match. I just don't do it every single match.
1: <laughs> I don't like it in big matches. I'd rather you keep it, if you're going to do it, do it in a weird gimmicky match, but... Just do it like, like once like, or twice I like when Jay a year. White does it.
2: Not every single yeah. match. Then it's just adversely becomes though, boring. I was gonna say adversity though. Like if you do it every single match, the one match where it doesn't happen <laughs> is gonna the get brought up at extra level. Yeah. The actual wrestling match is the
1: exception to the rule now. It's kind of
2: like um, J. White versus Kota at the G One, where it's like they really tease that there's gonna be all this interference, and then they cut it out, mm. and they just have an amazing five star match. Uh, sure, that's a rating. It's four and a quarter. It's five stars. That's probably the match of the year. Top three.
1: Speaking of five-star matches, every week we talk about WWE, WWE Dynamite and, and, and WWE NXT. WWE Dynamite yeah. and
2: NXT Dark.
1: That's the name of these shows. Uh, last week, NXT won. So we're going to talk about that first. It's it's That's two surprising. weeks streakly, and will it
2: win for a third week in a row? Yes. I oh. hope <laughs> What a swerve! No, yes, maybe I don't know. Will you repeat the question? Uh,
1: Wade Barrett is officially a for a full time fixture in the NXT announced team. He's fine. I I haven't yeah, bumped on him positively or negatively in the time that he's been. You on know what the I show. noticed on this show though, what
2: my man Vic Joseph loves to cut everyone off to talk about the moves. <laughs> yeah, good. Like, and like, there's one time I forget which match it was. It was in the Shotzi Era match, and. <laughs> Beth is about to say something and you can hear like the anger in her voice as she gets cut off again for Vic to be like, and there's a two count. Well, the one and then the, the one of...
1: two is WWE style. Like if there's a pinfall, you have to shout over the person. Like that's, that's an, an edict from Vince McMahon. Yeah. That if there's a pinfall, the but play-by-play guy has to call it.
2: The really funny thing was like, he cut her off to shout about the pinfall and then he threw it away. <laughs> he didn't throw it back to her to finish her point. Listen, and I'm like, I'm
1: very much it's... Team Beth at the moment because she calls the Dudley Boys Team 3D on this show. So so very much yeah. Team Beth on board with Team Beth.
2: Um, I actually I, I like Beth, but it's like it's very clear that Vic is going to wade more, and I think it's because they're actually sat next to each other, and Beth's just the voice <laughs> in the like ether.
1: It's sexism. That's what it is, Liam.
2: Listen, <laughs> wait in that company. Whoa! Ooh, it's only smoking bierros.
1: Io Shirai defeated Shotzi Blackheart to retain the NXT Women's Championship in a damn good match. This is the best Shotzi I think I've ever seen her look.
2: I like this match. I don't like Shotzi.
1: Oh, well, explain. She's
2: officially too cartoonish for me.
1: Wade Barrett was talking about that all through the match. He was just like, look, she's, a, she's weird and she's off kilter and I don't go up to her backstage and she has a tank, but she's a good competitor.
2: Yeah. Which is kind of my problems with her, I guess. Is that, like, she's just too goofy outside of the ring. Mm. But I do like her in the ring. So, but, like, you'd I need like the less tank tanks. entrance to be dropped. I'd like the tank, like, for big matches or something. Like, you know, like, make it a big deal. If she ever gets a takeover title match, like, have it come out in a real tank. But I don't like it every match, because it just makes her look cartoony. What if she I started like coming jacket. out in,
1: every, in a bigger tank?
2: Well, then we can talk. She then it, it's moved to real shit.
1: Every week. This they blow up the stage from behind because it's a real tank and she just blows a hole in the stage yes. and drives through.
2: Okay, at that point, I can't, like, she's the best presser of all time. <laughs> like, there's no competition. Like, <laughs> if you blow up the entrance, like, Tron every week. <laughs>
0: Don't you probably like, have that kind
1: of money? Don't you can probably afford it?
2: Like, uh, we were talking about the other day where, like, they'll never spend money except on the stupidest shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, that's what they should spend their stupid shit money on. Yeah. Blowing up the stage every week. Shotzi
1: would only end up getting booked, like, twice a, twice a month, or once a month, because it's like, Shotzi, we can't afford to blow up the stage this week, so
2: you're not booked. <laughs> she probably only gets booked, like, three times a month anyway.
1: That is true. On the next tee. And this is this is her, like, build-up to Challenger, so she... Actually, no, this is this was non-title even, wasn't it?
2: This is a blow-off. Yeah, this was a nothing.
1: So, yeah, she's she's gonna go back to the back of the line while Tegan knocks and... Candice LeRae fight over number More Contendership, I
2: guess. So, I'm guessing next week, there's going to be, like, a double fuck. They both, their feet touch the floor at the same time thing. Because it kind of feels like Tegan and Candice are going to that. Or, I guess, just Rhea wins. <laughs> well, like, we
1: have a takeover in two weeks. So, there's a next week and then the go-home so show. It's it's ridiculous. It doesn't matter. Remember when really takeovers hate?
2: were cool? Remember when takeovers were like, the cool hotness? Yeah, no,
1: we're just doing them on a whim. Yeah. so yeah it's coming up in two weeks so next week and then the go home so we'll have our contenders crowned next week and then we're going straight into the go home show so yeah there's a battle royal next week yeah the uh, double finish would make sense because i think uh ria and rick, rick Mel gonzalez makes more sense yeah. for that show
2: mm, good stuff and that'd be a cool triple threat too that'd be i think candace probably wins that too and they probably pins nox so that way Eho doesn't have to take a fall
1: Ooh. The, the, so the same format as the triple threat from <laughs> in your house is what you're saying?
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, what do you mean? You mean NXT just doing the same stuff over and over again? What? Don't
1: worry about it. The company full of originality. For two weeks. Uh, Tommaso Champa squashed Desmond Troy before Jake Atlas showed up and okay. being like, "I'm a nerd, but I'm not that much of a nerd."
2: Champa isn't a star anymore. He doesn't feel like he doesn't it, come no. across he doesn't feel as a star special. He feels like just a guy on the roster now. Mm. And I think part of that is he lost to the guy who had to just fuck off for, because of an injury. Mm-hmm. I think part of that is he's now feuding with per, like, perennial mid-card man, Jake Atlas.
1: Mister, I basically never won a match on NXT.
2: And also, he is like a heel when he was a face, and now he's a heel, and there's no real explanation for it. He kind of lost aspects of his character, because he was like, you know, he was the... You know he was he was a psycho dude, but he was like methodical in why, what he like in his attacks and whatever. Now he's just like, oh, I'm mean, and there was no explanation for it. So, I'm kind of over Jumper. He needs some serious rehabbing of the character to be back at that level again. Because when he first returned, when like was it the first NXT show that he returned?
1: Uh, it was maybe Finn Finn
2: was on that show. So maybe I think not him, not. he was the first one when they went against AEW. Yeah. I think. Yeah, and um. Like, Ciampa felt like a really big deal then. He felt like an actual, like, star. And he's gone by the wayside, so doesn't feel like a star anymore. I don't think Gargano feels like a star anymore, but that's, like, purposeful, I think, because he's playing second fiddle second fiddle to Candace for this feud. And Gargano's and at least still Cole interesting. Cole is kind of a weirdo. Kyle is a weird face heel thing <laughs> at the moment, so he doesn't even feel like a star. It's all very weird, and it's like... I don't know. I do him also coming out and just beating up job guys doesn't exactly give the perception of a star either. Hmm. <laughs> like, especially when it's, that's all he does. Hey, he's in
1: this big feud with Jake Atlas.
2: Yeah, there needs to be some some changes. <laughs> but he'll probably wrestle Kyle at the takeover, so... Maybe... But then he'll, he'll probably put Kyle over. <laughs> Mm. if they're trying to get Carl over as the next big dude so, I don't know, Champa might just be done <laughs> he's like he should have been called up long ago
1: You know, he's he's run his course on this brand and he should be in the main I roster where he'd be up. very disappointing and no one will care about him anymore
2: <laughs> okay, I'm initiating a trade trade Champa for Alistair Black I need him back on this brand well Champa's
1: just psycho Alistair Black, isn't he?
2: no, he's um, Wilderness Alistair oh, Black
1: oh sorry, my bad I forgot about no, our I taxonomy to... <laughs> of Alistair Black. Yes.
2: Yeah, Wilderness, Alistair Black.
1: Uh, Spud was interviewed. He's like, I'm going to team with Killian Dane. He's my friend.
2: I kind of like their little pairing now, to be honest. So do I. They're getting me. They're getting me with it. Yeah. It's
1: a nice little bit gimmick.
2: Yeah, exactly. And like, especially if like, Dane has to drop the gear and get like Spud-like gear. Mm. <laughs> That'd be really great.
1: Hey, Spud has nice tights.
2: Oh, he had a great look today. Very like, HBK. With the the teal zebra pattern, he's I like Spud.
1: Uh, Balor caught yeah, one of I think his. All like Spud. He's doing things I don't know.
2: <laughs> yep.
1: Good old Finn. Ask uh, the theory. Oh.
2: <laughs> oh wait, no, there was Finn. Uh, God damn it, I had something I wanted to say about Finn, and now I've bloody forgotten it.
1: Uh, snakes in the back. Uh, I'll, I'll filter snakes time. Snakes in the back. Uh, back and we to the had, line. Like,
2: he ended. He he ended his like. His whole thing with like a, a sentence, and it was very corny. And I just wanted to remember what it was, but I can't now. This is why you got
1: to take notes, Liam.
2: I know. I, I should start taking notes.
1: Got to become a more professional but podcaster.
2: Ah, uh, but I like if I'm looking at notes and stuff, I try to force in points, talking points. I like being able to just go back and forth. And you normally have notes, so yes, notes. Ah, uh, yeah. He he was um uh, It was something about like if you come at the prince, you better not miss mm-hmm. or something like that. And all, when he said it, I was just like, yeah, when you come at the prinks.
1: <laughs> oh, yes. Everyone loves the pranks.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, it's when you cross the prinks. Because <laughs> he said cross because he has the cross thing that he does. And yeah, I was like, yeah, cross the prinks. Uh-huh. I hate the pranks. <laughs> it's so funny. So dumb. But yeah, Bella should be champ. But he... I mean, like... He is champ. I get the of <laughs> you does. Uh yeah, I'm I'm saying that I like him as champ. Okay. Um I I get that Mox does like the thing some weeks where he'll only be a promo mm-hmm. on the show. But at least when he does it, it feels like a more organic promo. Like this I don't like this super pre- like produced ballast thing where it's like he's in a dark room and there's smoke going around him and the whole thing's in black and white for some reason. It just makes it feel very cartoonish. He's well.
1: Everything, everything in our NXT is a cartoon, Liam. That's that's what we're learning here.
2: Oh my God! I just realized I've complained about two things on this show for being too cartoonish. Yeah, you're officially becoming <laughs> a grump yeah. who's like,
1: "Oh, it's not uh, realistic."
2: I guess I, I don't know. Uh, when you go from seeing like Dynamite's great main event to like Tank, <laughs> it's like there's a way to be funny and to not be cringy. But, like,
1: there's a problem with, uh, like, the Dynamite main event. When you look at both of those teams probably have an issue with being too cartoonish at times. So, it's, it's, this is not an NXT exclusive, especially Santana and Ortiz.
2: Yeah, but, like, at least they turn it on when they need to mm-hmm. and have multiple times. Like, I'm still waiting for anyone in NXT to come off as legitimate.
1: <laughs> well, the most the legitimate one guy they person had at the moment the- is Kushida. <laughs>
2: I was, yeah, exactly. I was gonna say, like, the one person that they tried to, like, who was, had, like, the legitimate aura, they turned him into a spooky Undertaker man. <laughs> so. But Kushida's trying
1: to, to murder people now.
2: Yeah, that's pretty sick. Kushida should win the fucking gauntlet thing that they're doing.
1: Especially because the particular people he is targeting, he's clearly trying to purge NXT, <sighs> NXT if it's trash.
2: <laughs> yeah. Do you think There's so many jokes like, I want to make that I just don't think appropriate
1: That <laughs> can't be a coincidence like, that like back no, to back weeks he aggressively goes after Velveteen Dream and Austin Theory.
2: And he's writing him off TV too. Or at least for now. Yeah, but like you know what I mean? Like that's the he's coming out there and he's just ripping their shoulders out of their sockets. He's gonna do it to Josh Briggs backstage <laughs> before he even gets on TV. No one'll even know who he is. It's like why is Kushida attacking yeah. this guy? They should do a segment where he literally just attacks some random dude because he's just Josh Briggs and just, like, rips his arm off.
1: Uh, he is the, the hero but, we deserve.
2: Every time I see these people on TV, it just makes me go, ugh, it just gets me in a bad mood. Uh-huh. But At least Kushida looks legitimate. Um, for his two... This is his second week of looking legitimate, though, so he'll probably lose next week.
1: Well, he's uh, he's probably in that weird gauntlet match they're doing.
2: Mm-hmm. Who do you think wins that? Uh, Maybe Kushida.
1: Maybe that's why they're suddenly heating him up real quick. Who's champ? Champ is Finn. Finn and Kushida? That would work.
2: Oh, that would be a sick match too, especially on a two-week build takeover.
1: Yeah. Because if you're doing a two-week build takeover, you don't want to do like a major story match. It's just like, what's a cool match? And and we'll do a cool match.
2: Yeah. Alright, I'm cool with that. Let's get Kushida in there. Um, they probably wrestled in New Japan, right? They were both juniors at the same time. Yeah,
1: they've been in a best of super junior together, surely.
2: Surely. They might have
1: actually just missed each other. No, the, my, the first Kushida match I saw was a debit match in that Tajiri promotion. What was the name of that Tajiri promotion? The Kushida? Smash. Smash, yeah. I remember watching that match. That was the
2: first Kushida match I ever watched. And it was uh, really, 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 really good. Uh, the, the first Kushida match I watched was one of his New Japan matches where he had the red gear and the blonde streak in his hair. Ooh, yeah. It, I think it was pre-Time
1: Splitters. They have wrestled four times: that Smash Match, Best of Super Juniors in 2010, uh, two IWGP Heavyweight t- or Junior Heavyweight Title matches in 2011. I should
2: watch those. Should we watch all those matches before they do? If they all right, if they do the takeover, we'll watch all those ones that are available. Yeah,
1: and uh, and we'll talk about them. The most recently, 2012, and a Best of Super Junior match
2: that match is I, yeah I wanna see cause like Kushida got so good towards the end of his New Japan run like he was always good but then he got like world beta good mm. and I, I like him versus Finn especially you know it's we talking about Finn sneaky good year that could like Finn like I don't think he's in like my top 20 or anything but like I think he could be by the end of the year if he keeps this run going
1: and he's one of those guys where you watch his matches and it's like hey all his matches have been good
2: what's up with that hmm it's almost like he's good i do like that um they're trying to put finn as champion on the same pedestal as the raw and smackdown champions mm. i think that's a neat touch and what it should be if you want to make if you want to make this brand look like a third brand instead of just developmental um did you notice that they had like when they did the we're talking a lot about a promo package it's very interesting we normally skip right past them um <laughs> When they were showing the other champions, they also had Walter on the screen. Oh, yeah, remember him? Interesting. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty... He, well, NXT UK came back this week, Garrett. Stop lying to me. And I can tell you what uh, the Walter match is. What is it? That they're building to. Walter Ilya. Well, that's alright. If it were... Yeah, that'd probably be pretty
1: WXW good. from four years ago.
2: <laughs> yeah, Ooh, that shit was great. I think I'm going to try and do, keep up a little bit with NXT UK, because I... Mm, <laughs> Just because I think next year, NXT UK will probably be morphed into NXT. So I'd like to have at least some knowledge of the company before it gets morphed. Just watch your old progress tapes and you're fine.
1: On the WWE
2: Network. God, it's so weird. I watched one progress show on the network. It was very odd. It just
1: felt (laughs) dirty, did it?
2: Uh, It kind of does. But like, I don't know. It's not like they're putting good era progress on there anyway. They're putting like... Once the music was gone, Progress was like, brrr.
1: Was Progress ever, th- ever anything more than just listening to cool songs and entrances?
2: Well, it was listening to cool songs and entrances, and then, like, Osprey having good matches, and then, like, Haskins having good matches. The Marty run was pretty decent, although a lot of people hate Marty. Mm. Some justified, some would say.
1: Candice LeRae cut a promo, uh, the highlight of which was Johnny Gargano moaning about the television. They haven't replaced it in a week. It took him a week for him to actually buy a new TV. It's like, Johnny,
2: you could have bought one last week. They could have recorded that the day after.
1: That's true. But no, they were talking about watching NXT tonight on this bad TV.
2: Yeah, come on. You could have overnighted a TV. (laughs) If you looked really hard, you probably could have got a TV that night.
1: (laughs) But it's it's funny. In this promo, he overnighted a TV. He's like, he he buys a new TV. It's like, it'll be here tomorrow. We have to watch this bad TV.
2: (laughs) See, that's the continuity errors <laughs> we're going to be sticklers about at NXT. Uh,
1: and they were like, we can't go downstairs. There's pasta everywhere. I, lo- I do love the idea that they're just like, we you didn't clean it up. No, they're like, we can't clean that up.
2: <laughs> Tegan should come back and clean it up.
1: Yeah. And uh, he wants Tegan to pay for the TV.
2: Which, you know, she probably should. <laughs>
1: You know, um, AEW did a, a match for the, the value of a jacket,
2: <laughs> Yeah.
1: so this should be a match for the value of a television, where it's like, if- No, I
2: have a better idea. Oh. Uh, Candice and Johnny take Tegan to small claims court, <laughs> and trying and sewer <laughs> to get the money to pay for the television. Joseph Park will be the judge. <laughs> or Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> he... They seem to be the two classic judges. Brizango
1: defeated Imperium to retain the NXT Tag Team Champions in another really, really good match. Yeah. I enjoyed this match a lot. I don't
2: know. I like Fabian and Bartel a lot. You're just mad that your boys
1: lost, aren't you?
2: A little bit. Because, like, the the whole point I thought of Brizango winning the tag belts, I assumed was it to drop it to Walking Wild and um, Mendoza. And they didn't do it. (laughs) And I'm like, okay.
1: Well, they might still do it. They don't really have challengers set up for the takeover
2: yeah uh, Akna and Bartel were on the screen for NXT UK so they're probably going to be bouncing back as soon as they can <laughs> which will be sometime
1: in 2020 or 21 even
2: mm. but yeah I don't know it was a decent match but it's not something that I'll think about yeah
1: I thought this first hour of NXT was really really good and then the second hour was just kind of meh yeah but yeah this first hour I'd two, about, yeah, two good matches some good Kushida murdering very problematic people.
2: Some good stuff. is <laughs> just getting more wholesome by the day.
1: Indeed. Uh, who won this match? Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro defeated Jai Lee and uh, Jessica Maya in a match.
2: She should do move and call it the Kamea okay, Maya, Maya wave.
1: Like these are the people. Well done. Uh, they're, they're always on.
2: <laughs> <HD>. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, like, they never get like any promos or character development or like meaningful matches just no, they just get in...
2: chucked out there
1: yeah they're thrown in matches and, like, like this every like three weeks and they don't matter they, they, they never of... go anywhere it's like come on get me to care about these people
2: the character development was just hey now they have matching tag gear which is nice which is like as soon as you see the matching gear you're just like well I know he's winning well, like they're, they're talking about, like, um, you know, women's tag team title maybe getting an opportunity, and then the team that has matching gear, and then the team that has never teamed before. It's like I, I think I know who's winning this. What if, even it's though everyone got
1: entrances, subverting your expectations, and they flip it, and the team, but it that you didn't. Don't, no, don't worry about it. It didn't do that Stop though. It.
2: Uh oh, and Lee heel Maybe I don't know. <laughs> They're probably going to need another heel, like, top heel. So, because Mercedes Martinez is definitely one of the retribution people.
1: Well, she's currently playing one. Whether or not she'll actually end up being one is probably a different question.
2: Mm. What do you mean? Continuity errors?
1: You mean WWE probably still haven't decided who's even in this stable? Oh, that wouldn't be like WWE. I think
2: think there are no Dijak's in it, (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) Because he just sounds like Dijak when he talks. (laughs) It's like, they have the voice modulator, but it's like, you can just tell it's him. Uh, uh, I, I was thinking the other day, like, it'd be very funny if, like, the big reveal is he comes out and he beats up Keith Lee, <laughs> and then just immediately into more Tijakovic-Keith Lee matches.
1: I would literally cry. Like, legitimately. After
2: they were, after they became mates in NXT, like, he becomes an Antifa guy and then beats up Keith Lee. He's like, oh, that would be two on the nose in so many different ways. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> remember when like didjikovic was like white supremacist gimmick on, on like the power shows or whatever
1: yeah and he started doing tweets about it and it's just like what are you doing why are you being a white supremacist it's
2: like you know that's the problem it's like I don't have problems with people doing these kind of like like weird problematic gimmicks or whatever but it's like you have to have some sort of nuance to it it can't just be overt. oh I love my white heritage <laughs> I wanna be the champ <laughs>
1: uh drake maverick is like hey killian dame we're friends and partners and dame's like who the fuck are you
2: The <laughs> only thing was about was dame was like i'm not going out there <laughs> he's just like yeah and no and maverick's like all right i'll see you out there he's like no I, this whole, like, this match, like, was whatever, but the the actual story of it, I thought was really good and really funny. Yeah,
1: so it was Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish against Drake Maverick for the whole time, and uh, they cut to numerous shots. Oh my god, the
2: Undisputed Era B team right there.
1: Beating the shit out of Spud the whole time. And I love them just cutting to shots of Killian Dane watching backstage and cackling, and everyone's just laughing. And clapping. <laughs> He's like,
2: ooh, I love this shit
1: eventually William Regal shows up and he's like,
2: are you really going to watch on as he gets hurt?
1: And then Killing Dan's like, oh, fine, I'll go out
2: there. And then he still doesn't help. Yeah. I mean, he helped a little. He threw him in there. And then he got cold fat. And now he's going to turn baby face because he got cold fat. Yeah. And that
1: ends with a DQ after they hit him with a chair.
2: That's going to be a takeover match. Yeah. Aren't you on board with that? Yeah you know it's funny like, I was I was thinking as I was watching this, I was like you know what I always liked Big Damon with a baby face fuck it let's give it a shot I would assume that leaves room for Cole against O'Reilly I think it's O'Reilly and Champa. what does Cole do mm, cries she's gonna what? do a takeover without him signs he's an AEW deal
1: <laughs> does Finn against Cole rematch cause that's something they do oh that would be the least interesting takeover match
2: no, our takeover is way more interesting if it's Kushida, Bala. Yeah. <laughs> Champa, O'Reilly. <laughs> uh, <sighs> Jake Atlas. It's really funny how Ring of Honor NXT is. <laughs> how do you mean? Like, there's just a lot of ex Ring of Honor guys in uh, NXT.
1: Yeah, there was the era in 2015 where, like, their recruitment entirely came from Ring of Honor to the degree that Ring of Honor are, like, the hey. Undisputed Era. And mm-hmm. yeah, there was mm-hmm. Sammy, and there was uh, uh, KO, and. Yeah. Mike Bennett.
2: But like it's just you know, Cole Champa. <laughs> uh Keith Lee <laughs> just left.
1: Hey. Uh, Champa's famous for his explosion match at Crazy Steve, not this Ring of Honor run you speak of.
2: Probably his progress stuff to be honest. Yeah.
1: Uh, Jake Atlas was being interviewed outside Full Sail naturally he's attacked because nobody can stand outside Full Sail without being (laughs) jumped
2: my favourite thing about this was Kyle going it's the parking lot man (laughs) like as if there hasn't been a thousand undisputed era parking lot attacks
1: Uh, now he has decency and standards
2: god this segment sucked (laughs) I hated it
1: I just hate that he's like,
2: you know what? I'm not backing down from this this
1: horrible Champa. He may have beat me and beat me up. And then he just gets beat up again. I'm like, no.
2: Is this what you I consider d- like, like even remotely a push for this guy? Yeah, and he's going to just lose to Champa next week anyway. But it's like, I don't like Champa just being, oh, I'm a bad guy. i got to beat him up outside. And I don't like Cole being a weird baby face. I mean, like, stop it. Although I did appreciate when um, Cole was leaving. He was like, "You're alright." And I, <laughs> sorry, yeah. Well, um, as Carl was leaving, he's like, "You're alright." And he's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "All right, you'll be fine." <laughs> just keeps walking. Yeah. Blows it. Like that's like all right. Has a bit of his cockiness, but it's like I don't know, man. He's just suddenly, but, a, a, yeah.
1: a decent and uh, a defender of justice.
2: Cole Champer, good shit. Hopefully, do it. oh Cole singles match on. that'd be the first Cole singles match on Takeover. Sorry, <laughs> you know what I mean, O'Reilly. I keep wanting to say Kyle. <laughs> that's the problem. Just say Kyle then. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it gets confused in my head. Cole Kyle <laughs> beat each other up. Next takeover in 4 weeks, 2 weeks. William Regal had uh... no, I'm saying like the one after. Oh right. Well, that's <laughs> probably another 2 weeks. Every 2 weeks do a takeover.
1: Survivor series. Actually no, this is the Survivor series takeover really, isn't it? I don't know.
2: <laughs> 2 gover. <wake> <laughs> Stop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, someone gave out to me for saying stop it in Discord. I will continue to say stop it until people stop making me need to say stop it. Uh, yeah, I'm self-conscious it. about it and the person's gotten in my head and I'll never forget it because that's the way my brain works. Gotten to. Uh, William Regal had two big announcements, Liam. Wow. One of which is there will be a women's battle royal next week to determine the number one contender and the other is which a new match type the gauntlet eliminator which is basically the, the royal rumble with pinfalls.
2: Which is like something everyone else does except for the ring.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that, the, that's the TNA for Well, the TNA Gauntlet format has the royal; it's the final two. There's pinfalls rather than everybody. But yeah,
2: I think it's gonna be like it's not gonna ever get overtly better royally. It's just gonna be like three to four people in the ring at the same time.
1: Well, it's people coming out every four minutes, so that should be like there yeah. should be more or less once they get like t- three or four people in there. There should be a lim- an elimination each like cycle then.
2: You know what really bothered me about this though? What? They didn't announce any participants. Like, I don't know how many people are supposed to be in this match. I don't know if like the fifth guy coming out has a good draw in it or something. Like, yeah, there's no there's no names for it. Yeah. I don't, do you think there's gonna be a surprise if there's no names? No. <laughs> who's the, who's gonna be the surprise? Someone that they bring down to NXT? I don't know.
1: It's gonna be Johnny. There's gonna be um, Kevin Owens. <laughs> uh, Cameron Grimes. He's probably gonna be in it. Kushida Kushida Thatcher He just got his ass kicked again So sure why not Yeah you
2: know he's gonna be in it though He's definitely gonna be in it He's probably gonna he was sh- You know what re- really annoyed me um, When they were doing like the battle Like there should be people coming to fight me thing They showed three people mm. Gargano Champa, And Thatcher <laughs> And I was like The goal of you motherfuckers To put Thatcher in that exact same position as those two When he's about to lose in the main event uh.
1: Listen, he just he he's, he's got to stop studying tape and then everything will be fine.
2: That's it, that's my problem with Thatcher. They they want their cake and they want to eat it too. They want you to think he's a main eventer but they never want to give him a big win.
1: And they, the the worst thing is they want you to think that he's this badass shooter, this guy who could manipulate holds and outsmart his opponents and then he loses all of his matches.
2: Then he loses to Nightclub Alistair Black.
1: Yes, yeah, so that was our main event, in which Damian Priest defeated Timothy Thatcher to retain the NXT North American Championship. Uh, it was. I like this
2: match, actually. I thought it was okay.
1: <laughs> this, 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 they clearly, did a lot of cool moves. This is your um, Imperium against Breezango on this show, where you think it's good, and I'm like, yeah, yeah it's fine.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I, nothing made my spreadsheet from this show, but it's like, you know, Priest had really nice white...
0: YuffieOfficial.com slash video lock, and we thank them for sponsoring the Voice Wrestling Podcast Network.
2: Gear, and that's really all it takes for me.
1: Mm. Patrick should have Big white gear. Whites.
2: I like his black flag gear that he has.
1: Is it Assassin's Creed gear?
2: Yes, he's a pirate. Yes, this is, this is that was when, Creed when he was black fake flag. English. Yeah, there
1: you go. He's Johnny Dapping all over the place. Uh,
2: he gets the Paul Birchall gimmick and the Paul Birchall music
1: comes flying in on a rope with Katie Lee Birchall as well she's just (laughs) that's
2: actually just Katie Lee Birchall yeah
1: it's it's, like legitimately it's her it's it's winter winter is coming
2: her great music though Mm, they should buy it (laughs) sure
1: spend all like it's probably worth like I don't know two or three million that's a great song yeah yeah that's NXT Woo. Which brings us to AEW Dynamite which opened with the Lucha Bros Lute, no the other one the Jurassic Express uh, defeating or losing <laughs> god I'm all over the place uh, F- to FTR in a rare a good FTR match probably because I don't know it was relatively short
2: yeah um, you forgot the Bucks coming out and being edgy oh yeah okay the Bucks you're gonna hate this and I'm gonna love it because it's dumb <laughs> And it's just like,
1: why? Why are you so angsty? Why is this the manifestation of your anger at uh, Hangman Page? Like, I don't get it. It makes no sense.
2: They, they want to ruin the show. Also, I think, like, the idea is meant to be that they, like, resent Jungle Boy and Bleachosaurus getting the match.
1: But they lost,
2: so <laughs> who cares? <laughs> but I gotta I remember, like, it's. I like how, like, whatever. It's kind of dumb and I love it, but my favorite thing is they, they they get the fine and they just throw the money at Tony. It's like, you don't know how much they're going to fine you. You did it twice. They can increase the amount.
1: I would think that's, not that's the same that, both times. I, w- I would have had been a bigger fan of that spot if they didn't already do it with Jimmy Havoc and do a better version of it Jim- with Jimmy Havoc where he stapled it to somebody. <laughs> mm. I like the way it's also, like Jimmy Havoc j- is problematic and cancelled, so we have to do the same spot so we can be like, look at this creative spot we had because we can't show the Jimmy Havoc one anymore.
2: They also did it on BTU, <laughs> the, like, the same week. So, yeah, the,
1: the, the creativity in AEW, the juices are... They, see, this is this feels like an NXT story where it's just like, and now they're angsty. It's like, why? It's like, don't worry about it.
2: Soon the, the Bucks are going to be super kicking people them looking at their feet like, why are we so evil? Why are our feet so super kicky? <laughs> they're going to sit in the middle of the ring with their feet up like a baby and just go, why? <laughs>
1: uh, FTR won this match. It was a good match. I'm no longer I'm not super down on FTR anymore because they had a good match.
2: I thought Jungle Boy was really good in this,
1: and you're a noted Jungle Boy hater.
2: Yeah, I like him as just you know babyface that gets beat up (laughs) and gets surprise roll ups. It's a pretty good formula. (laughs) Worked for Trevor Lee. He tried to set a, like a
1: world record for number of flash pinfalls in this match. He went for at least like seven or eight of them as near falls. It's I'm, like whoa!
2: I think that's why I, I like him because I'm a notorious fan of flash pinfall finishes. Just grabbing cradles, grabbing backslides, all that fun stuff. Like I've always said, like if I was a wrestler, that'd be the only like, that'd, that'd be my finish. Would be just assorted roll-ups. rollups.
1: are Brian Danielson then.
2: Yeah, I love that shit.
1: I do love the like Brian Danielson's finish at one stage. Well, one of his secondary finishes was a small package, and that's cool.
2: Yeah. What do you th- What's your favorite roll up? What your favorite flash pin? Because I know mine. Oh, it's the magist th- that one. <laughs> yeah, solid. Uh, mine's the prawn hold. Oh. where they like they get up on their tippy toes on their like they bring him down, grab like the one that the Saber does, where he like rolls them back and he gets his feet over their legs. That's very good. Holds their but... arms to the ground. That's my favorite one. I love that pinfall. Nice little bridge. And also there. the Gato Clutch. Big good sh- big shout out to the Gato Clutch too they tuck the head between your legs and roll them over
1: our friend Matt Hardy has been attacked again a very bad time
2: <laughs> oh, okay this is another thing that annoyed me <laughs> go on um I their match wasn't next but I'll just skip to it for to talk about what I didn't like they came out all happy <laughs> mm. and it's like your, your mentor just got attacked and there's so many like old school guys that are in that roster none of them could have gone like hey when you go out there sell that you're upset <laughs>
1: Especially because it, it was very, very clear in the in the in like the attack, the Jericho and Hager are the ones that attacked him. It's like, oh hmm. no, it really sucks that your friend Matt Hardy is hurt. Shrug. And it's like, yeah, they just come out. This is our, they don't have that music anymore anymore. This is a private part. I don't, I can't sing their new music. And yeah, they're just happy. Shots.
2: Shot. 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 Yeah,
1: that, that's There's again, that's the... one of the little
2: attention to detail things though, isn't it? That AEW, it's just I, they don't always have. I don't know, like, I am turning into a grump, but, like, something like that just annoys me. It's like, if you're doing a big, like, oh, you hurt my mentor thing, maybe come out and be a little angry and not be dancing. It's like, um, the Brandy thing, <laughs> where she came out smiling for their big revenge for Cody. Mm. Everyone's just very happy in AEW, Liam, they're
1: all happy to be there. Except for Adam Page. And the young bucks, I guess. But um, Adam Page defeated Frankie Gazarian in a really good match. In the kind of match that I think this television show has been missing. Because I've given out about this before, but like this, the, uh, this show basically has become like squash matches, competitive tag matches. Or, like, uh, main event kind of uh, feud blow-off matches, a big feud continuing matches, and it has none of these matches anymore, because they've exiled them all to Dark, where everyone, like, builds up their record on Dark, and you hear that Scorpio Sky has won his last five matches, and he shows up and loses to Cody, and it creates that, like, dissonance, where it's like, alright, so I saw I, I haven't seen him win a match on this show for five weeks. And then he shows up as a number one contender for the TNT title. And I've seen not, nothing in between. So, like, if I watch this show... Because I'm not watching any of this shoulder content, Liam, I, I refuse. Um,
2: if I just watch this show... Are you going to watch the fake, the fake Dynamite? No, it's a dark... I'm not going to be tricked it's into Matt watching it It's you got you to watch Seidel. Against Sean Again.
1: Spears. If they put him against someone half-decent, yeah. I'd be like, oh, it's a Matt Seidel match. He's wrestling Sean Spears. It's a dark in disguise. It's a dark in sheep's clothing. It's a deceptive dark, mm-hmm. and I will not There's watch a Jericho
2: it. Jericho promo. That's care. main event stuff right there.
1: But, uh, yes, the the in-between matches, on it? The, 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 mid, the mid-card matches that build momentum, that make people feel like they're actually... Gaining traction on shows instead of just like oh they won four squash matches on dark that you didn't see these kind of matches yeah. also was a really good match,
2: yeah, I think it was a really good match. I really liked Paige in it. I think he's just the the cat's pajamas and all that mm-hmm. you know. Um, he's the I, so you're saying he's the Johnny
1: uh, Gargano of AEW?
2: He's better. Uh, Let's throw back to Johnny Gargano's uh, Ronan days. That's it. gonna make some people mad. EG USA. <laughs> Adam Page better than Johnny Gargana. Um I think this match right mm-hmm. d- it just took the place of the TNT title match. That's what these matches were like. They didn't have the same, you know, result in that they were bringing someone up. But that was like that. It feels like that's where that time allocated went to. But this match went better Cody's than nearly week, the all TNT of those TNT title matches. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just I'm explaining to you why it's happening. <laughs> good showing from Frankie not for that Aaron. it's better or worse. Because Arian, who yeah, can be Frankie kind of a good.
1: variable singles wrestler. I think I think the thing yeah. with Kazarian is I don't think he's a great heel, but he's actually a good fun babyface.
2: Yeah,
1: just these those. are kind
2: of the matches that like um, Kenny was having at the start of uh, the thing. Yeah, uh, basically like their stars don't
1: have singles, and I don't need you to give me like Kenny Omega against Chris Jericho on TV, but you can give me like Kenny Omega against Cash Wheeler or Kenny That's... Omega against Jungle Boy or Kenny Omega against. Sean, Sean Spears Matt Seidel there we go or
2: you know oh gimme Kenny and Seidel you know please.
1: those kind of matches I'm perfectly fine getting like a mid card guy against the main event guy having a 12 to 15 yeah. minute match and it's really good and the main event guy wins
2: and you're right they used to do them all the time yeah do That's more funny of like, these I think that I think this uh, whole dynamite felt like uh, an old dynamite mm. which is good which is weird that we now say old dynamites it's weird that I've, I was able to watch a dynamite from a year ago and feel like nostalgia. Yeah, it's very odd, and like to see that people have already like changed,
0: mm.
2: like physically at points. Like, and also um, just because you know Kenny was out during this bit, um, and you were talking about how turning Kenny and the Bucks was an admission of defeat.
1: It is, I will not accept otherwise. I mean,
2: that's fine. It probably is, but I will also argue that Kenny and the Bucks are at their best when they're heels. And they're gonna get like they're never gonna be full blown heels in this company. They're always gonna be cool heels. So it's I don't know. I think turning in big quotation marks, Kenny, is really just like, all right, we're gonna fire him up for the main event again. (laughs)
1: This is a push for him,
2: (laughs) yeah, yeah. because he's probably gonna just beat Page at fucking full gear. That does look like the direction they're going. Uh,
1: No, I I had a problem with the continuity in this match too, because like Hangman Page's uh, nameplate said, not in a tag team anymore. And the entire story of this was Kenny on commentary was like, We're not a team anymore. But the commentators were like, Well, Paige has been like, we, we, He wants ah. to keep the team going. And it's like, No, it's. it's I thing. can
2: explain the continuity. He's thing said he's not right. a tag team anymore. Remember, remember, last time he had the thing, the thing was that I don't care what it says on there anymore. He gave away all rights to the bit now. Oh. So now someone else is making that claim for him. Hey, if you want to crack open the conspiracy files, I'm just saying, I will shut that shit down. I will explain it. AEW Lawmaster is what they call me. <laughs>
1: More like AEW Apologist Master. Ah! It's not even a good word. <laughs> Hello there, Future Garrett, editing in here because I have that kind of power. Obviously, AEW Boar Master, much better pun, much better put down. So, more like AEW Boar Master. Ah! Double burn, Liam. Editing burn. Burn that you can't
2: reply to. ha <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> say the shit it was right after you talked about a match that you liked more than me shut up don't worry about it oh yeah
1: you didn't like this everyone raved about this Hangman Kenny uh, and, and, uh, or uh, Hangman uh, Kazarian match and you're like no they went too long
2: I thought they went I thought they went a little long I still liked it, just it, was, it was, hey man you were on my side last week when we said every match goes about 10% too long <laughs> you can't take it back now
1: I actually thought the opener went slightly too long
2: but that's neither here nor there aha now for a match that really went too long <laughs> oh I
1: know MJF defeated Sean Dean in ten seconds. Should have been zero, and then cut a promo. Yeah, Sean Dean
2: should have won in three seconds.
1: <laughs> Damn right. Now Wardlow should have stepped in, replaced Sean Dean, uh, taken MJF's why head Why wasn't off
2: Wardlow in this match? I miss Wardlow. He doesn't wrestle on the show anymore. It's very upsetting.
1: MJF Do cut they... one of his MJF promos. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah, like, right. he's. I want to have a partner or a team. The only, the Did only think... good. Oh yeah, no we here... have. To...
2: Sorry, I was gonna say this should only good thing that can come out of this is if. Like, we have segments where each, like, stable person tries to recruit them, including the Dark Order. Get Do, like, a Beachy, John Silver, and Reynolds segment where they try to recruit him.
1: It's like The only the only pro of MJF trying to join a stable will be if him attempting to join the Inner Circle leads to the downfall of the Inner Circle. That's my only, if my only pro. only it replaces Jericho? No, the, the stable goes away. I think that stable needs to go away. I think it's served its purpose.
2: Yeah, I, I think it... It's weird to say, but we've reached the stage now where the inner circle, instead of making Santana, Ortiz, and Sammy, is now hurting them. Yeah. Because they're just goofs when they're in the actual stable, and then when they're not, they're considered serious. Like, when Sammy's feuding with Matt, he looks like a serious threat, and when Santana and Ortiz can go out and just do their own shit, they look like a serious threat.
1: I'm convinced, Liam. I'm convinced. Actually, there was a Taz breakdown of Ricky Starks as well, but he... Said his moves are cool. That's about it.
2: He dropped. He said that he drops the knee and that's why it's so strong.
1: Yes. He spins his leg out. And he's mm-hmm. great. Um, they always follow MJF with Eddie Kingston promos. And I'm convinced it's a rib to be like, look at the, the guy trying really hard to cut a promo and then look at the guy who's actually really charismatic and great. And it's like... Just put oh them boy. next. to They always put them next to each other in these shows. I'm like, why? Why are you encouraging that contrast? Because one of these guys is really good. One of them is trying to be really good and not getting there. Eddie Kingston narrated a beatdown where his boys just beat the crap out of nerds at ringside, and this is great. We should do this every. That week. was really great.
2: Um, well, because I need to get Kingston on. I I, I love that they immediately realized oh, Kingston needs to be on TV every week. Mm-hmm. Like they went from you know. Because we were worried that he wasn't going to get any time, but like, they're making time for Eddie Kingston, which I appreciate.
1: Yeah, and they're like, just put a microphone in his hand and just let him know. Like, like, the point of this segment is just like, his boys are beating people up, and he's just like, yeah, go on, guys.
2: Look at them. They're dying. <laughs> and, like, laughing at them and stuff. Um, and then at the end, which I am ver- I really don't hope that this doesn't go to, like, Kingston's crew versus the, uh, the Nightmare family. Aww. I really hope that isn't the, the feud that they go with. But it seems like they're going to start doing stuff with Allie. Yeah. Which means like, Natural Blade, Nightmares. get your house in order. And, and <laughs> which I means, that means Ali. Natural Nightmares versus Butcher and the Blade, full gear, baby.
1: That's that's the match we've all been waiting for, Lee. Like.
2: <laughs> but yeah, um, Allie probably going to... Is she going to be the bunny again? Would that be her third
1: character reboot in the year she's been in
2: this company? Uh, no, because I think she'll just be, like, na- uh, Nightmare Family Alley, Like, kind of a bitch. And <laughs> just be, like, moody. But not, like, she won't she... go full bunny again.
1: She was the bunny. For... Actually, no, she started as Alley, Like, just yeah, regular. she started as,
2: like, regular old Alley.
1: Yeah, then she became the evil bunny. Then she, where she wore leather and was with the Butcher and the Blade. And probably into then BDSM and all girl. that fun stuff. And... <laughs> Uh, then she joined the Probably Nightmare family. Cast. And then she, Now she's going to go back to being The Bunny or Evil Alley Maybe Evil Alley where she gets her soul sucked out again
2: I think she's just going to be What she is now but with Kingston talking for her
1: Oh sorry Dark Alley You wouldn't want to meet her in a dark alley would you
2: uh, I wouldn't want to meet her on AEW Dark <laughs> No alley. one
1: would want to meet her on AEW Dark Because it's a terrible show that no one likes It's alright uh, Jake Hager and Chris Jericho defeated Private Party in a, a fun little match, entirely carried by Private Party being good wrestlers.
2: <laughs> I do not really like it.
1: I thought the like closing stretch with um Jericho and Cassidy was fun.
2: Yeah, that's it. There you go. They gave uh, Cassidy a little. Uh, oh, sorry, they gave Queen Anne Cassidy a little like ooh at the end, where they actually got to beat up Jericho a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then got hit with the Judas effect and lost, but still.
2: Mm-hmm. I guess
1: this is still... Could this be the Full Gear match? Jericho and Hager against FTR?
2: On the pre-show, hopefully. <laughs> like, like they're built...
1: They've they got to be building up Jericho and Hager for something. and A TV title defense seems like a weird thing to start building them up for.
2: Yeah, because, like, Full Gear isn't that far away. They need to have no, it's something two months for him. Oh, it's definitely going to be him and Matt.
1: Jericho and Matt. Oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah,
2: yeah it's definitely gonna be Jericho, Matt. And so that, they'll probably they, do they can... like a, a a TV tag match against. <laughs> <FBI>. <laughs> and then
1: Jer, <laughs> yeah, Matt returns, and Jericho's like, "I killed you," and they do a thing.
2: And then they do the some broken cinematic deal. Oh, great, Jer. I still that think they wa- Jericho the, the- needs to
1: go away on the show. He's so over- I, Like I, he he doesn't feel remotely
2: special anymore. He's overused. Yeah, he wrestles too much on the show, especially. He needs to be, like, Undertaker. Like, show up, like, four weeks before Full Gear. And, like, beat up Matt.
1: Yeah, he needs to take some... Like, I've been saying this for a while. I think Jericho needs time off the show. And I think this show will be fine without him. I don't think, like, oh, you can't take your biggest star off TV. I think you can. I think AEW are in a perfectly fine state these days. Yeah, these days, AEW can take Trish Jericho off TV without
2: consequence. Like, Like, maybe not when he first dropped the belt. I mean, like maybe you know, in a COVID world, yeah, sure, but not in a. Like if say COVID doesn't happen, you probably mm. don't take Jericho off TV then. But you can do it now, I think. And get it. I think um the problem is he has no Fuzzy tour to go on.
1: Yeah, that's, so we, that's we the can't problem. get
2: rid of him for like eight weeks.
1: Didn't he play that Sturgis event that had tons of people? Yes. Oh God.
2: He's done like Chris. two live shows. Chris. <laughs> and like... Oh boy. Speaking of, if it's COVID, that'd be fucked up. On the topic of of plans, I imagine. On the topic of oh boy,
1: Thunder Rosa defeated Evilies.
2: Oh, Oh, I'm excited. (laughs)
1: You could see watching this match and by all accounts it was like very carefully edited but you could still see in this match there are moments where Lisa is just not playing ball.
2: You can see it on her face anytime she faces the camera.
1: (laughs) She's just like she is not amused. The the one where um, uh, Thunder Rose is trying to put her in a full Nelson and she's literally (sighs) just sitting there and she's just like I'm allowing you to do this but i do not give a single shit about it and there's a moment later where where thunder rosa charges her in the corner and she just slumps into the corner and starts adjusting her hair and she Uh, just does not sell it at all it's like oh
2: the thing with evil i believe right it's like if you were someone who was like ingrained in AEW there from the start whatever maybe Mm -hmm. you could get away with this you don't even have a deal no. Why are you doing this? It's like... She does uh, it
1: everywhere she goes. It's her uh, thing. She it's self-destructs
2: exactly. everywhere. So what we said, like, literally, when the day that she first showed up on Dynamite, we're like, you know, if I've least can get her shit together, she'd be a great addition. <laughs> Apparently she cannot get her shit together.
1: By all accounts, like, Thunder Rosa's already taken a leadership role in this division. She's, like, helping train people. And... Like, even though she doesn't even, she doesn't even work here either. And they're like, this is the person you decide to try and shoot on, Ivelisse?
2: Really? But it's like, I would get it if you had any sort of goodwill. Mm. But you don't. You're new. (laughs) She's
1: just sabotaging her opportunities.
2: Again. She's not even just sabotaging her own opportunities. She's sabotaging Diamante's opportunities while she does it.
1: Hey, they get their tag match next week as well, at least.
2: Yeah, and then we will probably take the pinfall and then like, I won't be seen again. I wouldn't so, have her be seen again on my show. I was like, yeah, you just build Iblis up for uh, just a full gear match. Maybe not anymore! Um, I think probably Thunder Rosa uh, Sheeta 2 full gear. Or 3 at that point, maybe.
1: 2 out of 3 falls. Um you, you have to have a stip at that
2: stage. Well, Sheeter uh, probably drops the title, I would guess, if you're going to do it again and then... Maybe do dual championships at the thing. Maybe that's the deal. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But I... I like... Oh,
1: title versus... Yeah, oh, yeah, that actually makes sense. Thunder Rosa wants another shot and you do title versus title.
2: Yeah, especially if you're going to have the NWA title on TV. Mm. Um, And then we got to a really good segment. And not only what I thought was a really good segment, a segment where they're like... It's interesting to see that they're willing to give this dude a shot. In Will Hobbs.
1: Oh, I thought you were talking about the Miro segment, and I was like, really? You're interested to see they're giving Miro a shot?
2: <laughs> no, I was sorry, I forgot about the Miro segment. Do you want to quickly talk about the Miro segment?
1: He's lifting weights, Kip's cutting promos.
2: <sighs> they're talking about Warzone, baby. He's he very big. Baby.
1: He's a large man.
2: Yeah, he's going to have a really cool match against Kenny Omega one day, and that's all I can hope out. That's all I'm hoping for in this entire run.
1: <laughs> Though based on our looking at his cage match, that really cool match will be like three and a quarter stars. No, no,
2: <laughs> I, think, I think he will get pulled up to Kenneth's level.
1: Mm, I don't know 4 and a quarter Page match said otherwise
2: <laughs> Yeah oh, We got yelled at for that Did we? Yeah VOW Miro Defense Force came in He's like He's so, had like
1: 3 good matches this entire tired Talking about like, his
2: Talking about his Big E matches And his Jack Swagger matches As if they weren't 6 years ago <laughs> And as if they weren't Also like Fun little 3 and a quarter star matches <laughs> Yeah we're taking shots At the boss <laughs> We don't care
1: Listen, they're not going to listen to the, this deep into this show. Oh, no. We can take all the shots we want.
2: They will listen to the first five minutes and go, all right, audio's working. <laughs> uh, get along with each other. Uh, will <laughs> hey. Hobbs.
1: Yes, this segment. Will Again, maybe. this. This is one of those segments that felt like old dynamite, where it's like Taz comes out, or Archer comes out, cuts a promo. Taz comes out, they have a tag match next week, and the uh, Archer and Roberts have cut a deal with Team Taz to have uh, Ricky Starks and Brian Cage be his partners next week in the six man tag. Then Mox comes out and he's like, "Ah!" But he gets jumped by uh, Cage and Starks before Will Hobbs makes the save with a chair. He's swinging the chair like a wild. He man. Looks cool.
2: He's like, you know, he's gonna get. He, I love that they're trying to give Will Hobbs the rub, like. You see something and you see that, like, people have a good reaction to it. Just go for it. Why not?
1: Yeah, and then Mox is like, Darby will also be our partner. Okay. Uh, it sets up next week. Which feels like, like again, they don't do enough of building up these matches. To, like They just announce matches for next week. And they, they happen, and they're decent matches, and that we all move on. But they don't do enough of this, where it's like, they have me excited for the six-man tag match next week. They mm. didn't just do it for the sake of doing it. They yeah. have a purpose. They have intent. They're doing it for a reason. And it's like,
2: yes, more of this AEW. This is what you've stopped doing. You know who I thought it was going to be? Who? I, I thought... It was going to be Starks and Cage with Archer. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was going to be Darby and Kingston with Moxley.
1: That would make no sense at all. Why did you think that? You think because Kingston King- isn't going to be in every no, role in this show because, now, don't you? Because
2: Kingston's been taking shots at Moxley and at Archer, saying he never like, never lost the Battle Royal stuff. In the promo, Archer took a shot at Kingston. So I maybe thought Kingston the- was going to come yeah. out and he was going to be Mox's thing and they were going to play up, maybe doing like some sort of... Because you know how, like, AEW of old, they'd have two feuds on at the same time? Like, do some sort of, like, Kingston thing in the lead-up to Archer, or even after Archer? But Kingston's a heel. Yeah, but you do it with him and Mox. But Mox is a babyface. Yeah, heels and babyfaces wrestle.
1: Do they team together?
2: On occasion, if the story dictates it. Okay. There's never been an odd-pairing tag team with a heel and a babyface? Is that what you're telling me right now? Can they get along? We'll have to find out. Just you wait till next week when they lay out Will Hobbs and then Kingston takes his place. Uh there are main event.
1: Parking lot brawl. Best friends oh defeated Stanton. So Those four men must have been so sore after this match. <laughs>
2: like one of the best dynamite uh, matches ever.
1: There's a moment that's high praise, but there's a moment in this match mm. where Trent takes a power bomb onto the roof of a car. And then, literally, so 15 nasty. seconds later, takes a double powerbomb through the windshield of a car.
2: Oh, <laughs> like, so sick. Every this spot in this was man. amazing. Chuck's doing his like, little stump pile driver on the thing, the crunchy through the door. Mm-hmm. I love that doors have become a mainstream wrestling weapon.
1: And Tony is like explaining what kind of door it is. Very, very yeah. good tone. Tony's a good commentator, letting us know.
2: I, 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 there's not a bad thing I can say about this match. I yeah, loved this everything about it. I loved the presentation of Santana and Ortiz.
1: Which I want more of. I'm sick of them being goofs.
2: This is, they're street fighters. They should be beating the shit out of people. Not doing cartoon comedy with Chris Jericho. And I really like, um, Chuck Taylor continuing to prove that he's like the best plunder worker of the 2010s. Yeah, killing people. And Every- Trent.
1: Oh, Trent, oh, in fairness, Trent is right up there with him.
2: See, that, the other reason I'm not putting Trent in there is because Chuck's literally been doing it all 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd say Dick Trent's just as good, but, like, uh, Chuck has the decade behind him of doing it.
1: Wasn't the decade a Ring of Honor stable?
2: Yes, when he was in Ring of Honor. He was in Ring of Honor for a little bit. I tweeted the other day, remember his New Japan run where he became a crazy man? Yeah. And they built him up to face Minoru Suzuki. Yeah. Yeah. New Japan, you Remember Chuck the Taylor. time
1: he showed up at MTNA? Yeah.
2: I do. Was it like wrestled, a weird like one night only?
1: It was a one night only. He wrestled Spud.
2: I'm like out of it's funny. I was I was. Oh god, I say it's funny a lot. That's my your. That's bad thing. Don't be bad. <laughs> like mine's. It's funny. Um, I was remembering the other day. Uh, Chuck Taylor. Why am I blanking on this now? Oh god, I had a, such a good point god damn it oh yeah I just wanted to say that like out of everyone in AEW the person that I'm most happy for to get onto a a main stage onto national television is Chuck Taylor I'm so happy for that guy he should win the AEW title maybe not that it's like him and Kingston are the two that I'm like and Kingston should win the title
1: Kingston's already been on national TV you stop it don't don't you disrespect pop yeah but was he (laughs) don't you disrespect pop the DCC is that what he was like 300,000 people watch Kingston on TV
2: there you go ah. like the, and, three and to now four se- some stage. I was going to say now 700,000 more
1: it's closer to six most weeks actually it's closer to five most
2: weeks that's not let's be oh. real with eight I'm giving, of I'm audience going, I'm going numbers. the peaks baby I'm talking about the peaks
1: you have to look at the quarter hours on that show to see was he in a segment that had a million viewers
2: we should break down the quarter hours baby We're that's not our, new, that's our Patreon content no <laughs> <laughs> There's
1: literal, literally nothing I'd uh, I'd I'd rather do less than break down quarter hours. Like really.
2: yeah. Unless you are paid for it,
1: <laughs> technically at some stages I am paid for it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Chuck and Trent won. Great
2: match. Great main event. There you this go. Is, I was saying, to, I think this might be my second favorite tag match this year.
1: What's your favorite the Full or the Revolution one?
2: Yeah, that's like, the second best tag match of all time. But of all time is... what's
1: the best tag match of all time? Is it also the Young Bucks against Kenny and the thing?
2: Man, you, know, you know it is. Uh-uh. You know it is for me. Name a more Liam tag match.
1: It should be America's Most Wanted against Simon Diamond and Johnny Swinger in a strap match. That should be your favorite tag team match do, of all time. I do I do love the
2: swing man. Yeah,
1: this is pre-swing so... man, swing man though.
2: Oh, what's the point um what are we talking about Oh uh, yeah main event main event's great prior to, uh, pmp should be booked better yes uh, the dead president's face paint looked sick with the blood coming down yes um oh my god the ending <laughs> the freaking
1: thing through the thing
2: no 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 <laughs> the best friend's getting in the van <laughs> oh yes it's sue. it's sue orange getting in the front driving off sue just chugging out the fucking finger as they go off
1: get wrecked santana ortiz so i'm guessing
2: best friends ftr full gear? that would make more sense probably than the jericho and hager match i think that's a tv match if they do it yeah so
1: and hopefully this is the presentation of santana ortiz going forward as as badasses not as
2: goofs I, God, can you imagine the cringy FTR promos about comedy workers <laughs> against oh, Chuck Taylor and Trent? I don't want it. That is bad. Get out of our tag division, you comedy workers. <laughs> <laughs> Just cutting <sighs> Jim Cornette promos. This is so upsetting. Uh, Alright, match of the week? Uh, the main event. That match what is great. Is Everyone should be event. watching that. That's like one of the. Like, that's what I want from AEW right there.
1: actually thought there was a ton of good wrestling on both these shows i thought the the opening tag match was good hangman and kaz was good that main event was good uh eo and Shotzi was good and um imperium against brisango was good so it's like i like the main event
2: so
1: yeah you like that too yeah so six between the two of us matches legitimately worth watching across these shows which is maybe one of the best wednesdays of wrestling on these shows
2: Mm. Uh, i saw some people saying that this was like one of their favorite dynamites ever
1: uh, it's without the crowd. I don't think I could ever say that a crowdless dynamite is as good as one of the red hot crowd dynamites. It just it's just not the same. But this this is a like there are episodes of dynamite through the summer that people have been propping up as good and they just haven't been. Especially when you see a show like this, a show an episode of dynamite that is legitimately good. And it's like stop settling for less with this company. I get you want to like it. I get you like it. People gotta stop settling for less. This is it what be they can so much do. Better. Like, this yeah. is what these shows can look like. Let's not settle for these aimless shows that meander towards pay-per-views where none of the matches matter and the matches aren't even that good. Like, mm. this is stuff that's building toward things that they're trying to make meaningful matches for next week. Guys are cutting good promos. It's like, this is, uh, they're elevating people. This is what this show should be. Not the aimless, meandering, pointless, mediocre shows we got through the summer.
2: Mm. Damn, and it's right. It's, like it's completely right.
1: Yes, uh, show of the
2: week. Uh, 100% AEW.
1: AW. Poor NXT. Their streak was over. I, I literally DM'd you after Dynamite. It's like, oh, poor NXT streak is going to be over. NXT had a very good first hour. I'll give them that. Their first hour is actually really enjoyable. our shows were good. Yeah, but but already know as good as the first hour of AEW, but it's still like a good hour of TV. And the second hour of uh, NXT was just kind of there, except for your, the main event that you liked.
2: But yeah. um, I have a question for you. Fire away. I need you to give me a number between 1 and 336. Oh, we
1: never did the bit. Alright, we're going to go l- late. We're going to go 352.
2: And I'm going to... The, the, the bit's changing. Oh. I'm going to dub this segment the problematic page. Oh, okay. <laughs> and we're going to open up this page and we're going to see if there's a problematic pro wrestler on
1: it. <laughs> oh, what well, the probably is.
2: <laughs> Alright. Oh, no. Garrett, you picked one with match results. I need you to redo it. <laughs> uh,
1: 222. Two twenty-two. Damn it! Uh, This is one of Liam's famous bits. One of the things you come to our podcast. Okay. Oh boy. Um. Hmm. Okay. Two
2: twenty-two. You said.
1: Mm Mhm.
2: You picked the WWE in the movies page.
1: (laughs) Oh, of course. So Hulk Hogan's probably there.
2: Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, (laughs) Roddy Piper. Uh, John Cena, Kane, Stone, Cold Steve Austin. Are any of these people problematic?
1: Yes, at least two of them.
2: (laughs) Hmm. I think... Well, Piper did the blackface.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so there's blackface, there's just outright racism, there's domestic (laughs) abuse. (laughs) So,
2: (laughs) this is a page? Sure. The next page had the New World Order on it, which was... (laughs) also great
1: yeah, yeah there you go there's our problematic wrestlers of the week
2: yeah we're gonna uh, that's that's the new bit because the other bit requires me thinking of a quiz question on the spot so we're just gonna open it and laugh at the people on there
1: you can follow us on twitter at wargamespod where you can vote in the poll which by the way uh, i never actually said what the result of the poll was it was 86 uh, 14 (laughs) AEW, so yeah, quite the dominance for all Elite Wrestling. If you'd like more uh, AEW coverage in your podcasting feed, you can listen to Everything Elite. If you'd like more WWE television show coverage in your podcasting feed, you can listen to Shake Them Ropes. You can follow me on Twitter at Garakin, you can actually currently follow Liam on Twitter at Larakin. Thanks for listening, and bye-bye.
2: I kept my thing open because I got interactions and it makes me feel validated.
1: The number is filling the hole in your heart. (sighs)
2: Something has to. Bye.
0: (laughs)